0: This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morrison. This week we are recapping an amazing Main State meet that saw the women's and the men's track and field teams tie Bowden for first place in the exact same way. Plus, women's basketball is on a roll. The skiing teams hosted the Bates Carnival, and it's time to preview the baseball season. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The The main state meet for the track and field teams ended in incredible fashion. Not only did both the women and the men tie Bowden for first, both teams did it in the same way, with the Bobcats winning the 4x800 relay, which concludes the meet. Neither the men nor the women's meet had ever ended in a tie, and this year both did. On the women's side, sophomore Elise Lamberts had a PR and won the 600 meters, placed second in the high jump, and anchored the victorious 4x800 relay, clinching the tie for first for Bates. And she is our female Bobcat of the week. Elise, what a crazy main State meet. The women ended in a tie... Four by eight hundred relay had to win it. You anchored it. What was going through your mind there?
1: Well, I didn't know that I had to win it to tie the meet. Um, I actually thought that we sort of had the win on lock. So I was just there I was doing it to have fun, um, just see what I could do.
0: When did you find out that it actually was very crucial that you had won that meet, that won that race?
1: Not until afterward. Um, as soon as I finished, my coach came over and like gave me a hug, and um, then all my teammates were like, we we were really excited because you had to do that and. It was a really good feeling. It was a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> and um, how crazy was that overall, I mean, having, having both meets end the same way?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, that was just insane. Um, I don't think that's ever happened in the history of the state meet for how either state meet for however long they've been going on. And so to contribute to such a historic victory, or not a really a victory, but to such a historic result was uh, really, was really important to me
0: the team i mean you i guess you share the trophy i mean who has the trophy right now anyway
1: i think bowden has the trophy because we decided we've had it for the past six years (laughs) they should be able to look at you know the seven baits that are on there so
0: (laughs) yeah this year it'll be baits slash bowden
1: Bait slash bowden but.
0: (laughs) but um so i mean for you you had a personal record earlier right in the 600 um so what's been that building up in the training process and whatnot for that
1: I mean, yeah, it was really nice to see, um, to get a PR in the 600. I haven't raced it in a little bit, like, in a little while, and the state meet last year was also when I PR'd in the 600, Mm. so it was just nice to see that I'm, like, still hitting what I was hitting last year and still working towards improving.
0: And this was a 4x800 to finish the meet, but I know last year you were part of the DMR, right? Mm -hmm. And so how does that kind of go in terms of which relays you're in each week, depending on the meet, I guess?
1: Um, it just depends on, really, when we run the DMR. Yeah. Um... If, we're, if we only run the DMR at certain meets, so usually yeah. when we do, I'm in the 800 leg. So.
0: And what's that like maybe compared to the 4 Um, uh,
1: Very different energy. I wow. think there's a lot more. Um, I mean, obviously it's an exception for this meet, but usually there's a lot more energy in a DMR, yeah. just having people coming in at different speeds, handing off at different speeds, and just the whole dynamic of having uh, people doing different distances in one relay. It adds a lot to it.
0: And then this year also, the other change this year was, because of the weather, Mm -hmm. women and men, same night, same location, that that hasn't happened before in the main state meet either, so what was that dynamic like?
1: Um, It was a lot of fun, I really appreciated uh, just how many people were there for support. Um, At the beginning of the meet, it sort of felt, it felt a little weird. Um, It felt like it should have felt more energetic and Mm -hmm. there should have been more energy, but once the events got started, you really saw um, men supporting women and women supporting men and it was really awesome to have everybody there together.
0: Certainly, and then you also get some uh, a, a jumping event in too, right? Mm-hmm. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so um, high jump, just I do it for fun. Um, <laughs> sometimes score some points. Yeah. Um, so it definitely wasn't the priority this weekend, mm-hmm. but um, I definitely I didn't do as well as I would have hoped. But at the same time, like, it was nice to be able to get points for the team in that other event and help contribute to our success.
0: High jump. Have you been doing that for a while now since high school, or is that something newer for you?
1: Yeah, I started high jumping when I was a sophomore in high school. Um, I kind of dabbled in everything mm-hmm. before, um, and I was, yeah. <laughs> it seems like
0: the 600, and 800, though—that's kind of your, your your sweet spot, if you will, right?
1: Yeah, I've been running middle distance since I was like in middle, elementary school. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs>
0: great, great. So um, as a, as a sophomore now, what's it been like? Um, you know, after getting your feet wet last year in a significant way, I suppose. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, I've there is a certain amount of sort of pressure to live up to last year's Mm. expectations and to um, continue to run around the times that I was running last year, but it's also um, just a lot more fun being on the team as a sophomore. Um, I know a lot more people, um, a lot more comfortable, um, and yeah, it's it's been a really positive experience so far.
0: Great, Elise Lambert, our female Bobcat of the week. Thanks so much. Thank you. On the men's side, junior John Rex captured the Peter Goodridge Memorial Award for field athletes. Rex won the weight throw with a new personal record of 60 feet 8 inches, moving into ninth place on Bates' all-time performance list. Rex is our male Bobcat of the week, and he joins the Bobcast along with his friend Ryan Neelis. Neelis won the meet's most valuable track athlete award after capturing first place in the 800 meters and second place in the mile, and helping Bates win. The 4x800 blackout relay, clinching the first place tie.
2: Yeah, I think going into that 4x8, we knew we had to. We knew we had to beat Bowden uh, in order to get a tie. And I think all of us we got together and we were after the race. We were like, "There's got to be some sort of tiebreaker here. There's got to be some some rule." But I guess this is the first time it's ever happened. So they they haven't accounted for that yet in the in the bylaws of the main state meet. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it was just. We were, we were supposed to be, we were projected to lose uh, by about 46 points. So the fact that we were able to come back and battle and you know, everyone was able to beat their seed um, and just really go out there and grind. We'll take that, we'll take a tie as a W on that one.
0: And John, uh, PR for you uh, you're, uh, again in the weight throw and not only that moving into top 10 in program history. What does that mean to you?
3: Uh, it was definitely, I was, I was really excited. Um was just a couple uh, centimeters shy of it the first meet and I had some some meets in between that where I didn't quite have the mark I wanted to but um no yeah and doing it at the main state meet is super special because I had my whole team backing me up and everyone was there to cheer me on there's a lot of good energy and I think that definitely contributed towards it and I'd love for uh, uh, we just had some really stellar like amazing performances uh this weekend and I'd love to continue that energy into the meets to come.
0: I know you you were battling an injury earlier, but you were able to you know, get back into the shot put as well, right? And win, win that? Yes,
3: yeah, sir. Uh, yeah. So I I came back for this meet in the shot put. I'm not really sure what the future holds this indoor season quite yet mm. uh, in terms of throwing more shot put. Uh, it's Something I have to talk to coach about. But um, no, yeah, I, I was really excited to come back. A little nervous because coming off of injury is never easy and I'm still sort of battling the injury Um, and it's it's slowly going away Uh, so I've been doing a lot of PT to sort of be ready for outdoors and that's that's really the big goal is to come back for outdoors in the shot put but it was awesome throwing shot put at the state meet and i didn't really think i was capable of doing what i was doing but i, I kind of surprised myself and um it ended up going really well so yeah
0: terrific uh ryan the 4 by 800 blackout relay you, you've done it before uh what was it like this time around the second time
2: oh it was electric yeah, yeah i think our team our whole team this year we've uh, there's so much good energy going on uh so many people are bought into what you know, something special that we're trying to build. And, um, you know, every time that you pass that, our, our fan section coming down that home stretch, you, you throw in a surge and you make sure that you're looking good because those boys have your back. And uh, it's a great feeling.
0: And then you went third, right, in the 4 by 8 And yeah. what was it like watching the anchor leg and seeing the team clinch the win there? I was a
2: little tired after yeah. three events, so uh, I was huffing and puffing for a yeah. little bit on the, on the first two laps, but uh, to watch John just go out and hammer, um, you know, it was great. We didn't take our foot off the gas at all in that, in that 4 by 8 and, uh, you know, we sent, we sent a message that we're here to compete, um, and that we'd run all the way through the line. So, yeah, it was just a great way to cap off the, a really special night for us.
3: And then, John, watching from
0: the sidelines, do you know what was at stake in terms of the overall points?
3: So, I actually was watching it first, and I... Um, I thought that at first I thought that if we won the race, then we would win the meet. But then I looked back at the score and I was like, "Huh, no. They wouldn't have to come in third for us to win, and I'm not sure that's going to happen. So we're going to tie." And I, I was like, "All right, yeah. I mean, t- I mean, I, as fresh. I mean, as, as Neil said too. Like, you know, we really weren't going. We didn't go into this meet thinking. Well, I mean, we believed we could win, but we." I'm sure Bowden didn't think we were going to give the fight that we did. And, you know, we didn't let them have the win. You know, we shared the win with them. And I was saying um, to coach this morning, you know, we, they didn't really protect their house. We, we sort of moved in with them. So um, it, was, it was definitely awesome to see that. And, yeah, and it was just a, just a huge honor to compete. And it always is. And it's a great time.
0: Yeah, because we touched on it. It's a tie, but it sounds like one team was maybe a little bit more happy with the tie than the other.
2: Yeah, definitely. We were, uh, we were taking a joint picture with Bowdoin and I think we had more smiles than they did. So, uh, yeah, that was, yeah, definitely meant a lot more to us to go there. And, um, you know, as Johnny said, uh, you know, move into their house and, uh, sort of share that with them.
0: How crazy was it to see the women also tie?
3: Yeah, that was, that was what made it super weird. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you don't, you've never seen that before. And, um, this is actually the first time that we've shared the same um, the yeah. same track with the women's team for the main state meet, and I thought it was really special and really cool because I wasn't just feeding off the energy from the guys' team, but also the girls' team. And you know, we're all such good friends; we all know each other so well. So it was awesome to be there for each other during that you know really special time, and it was just a, it just brought so much more energy having the women there as well and sharing that space with them.
0: And Ryan, you, you touched on the three events you ran there. The others were the mile and the eight hundred, along with the four by eight. Um, with the women being there, that actually gave you a little bit more rest between events, right?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, anytime you triple, though, you uh, you go to the well. Um, so it was uh, it was definitely a tough. But um, you know, this state meet means a lot to our team, means a lot to our program, and you know, fifty three years of this meet, um, you know, all the guys in the program that have. You know, we think of you know legends in our program, and a lot of those legends were were born uh, at the main state meet. Um, and so, you know, just any time that you can go out and compete, you know, we Johnny like Johnny Wool, you know injured in the shot put, but that wasn't going to stop him. Um, and we throw our bodies for this meet, yeah. um, and it's something that we cl- hold very close to our heart.
0: How special is it to get the
2: most valuable field athlete and have Ryan have a most valuable track there?
3: Yeah, it's, it's definitely really special. It's something we have the dreamed about a lot and um, it was really special to share that moment together um, because you know if one of us got it of course we'd be happy for each other but it was even more special that we both got it you know we've been friends since day one of college so it was really really special and I was was super pumped for the both of us and it was also really special to um, get the the Goodrich Award because I actually um, I like bested his mark um, sort of like took him off the top ten list but you know, I, I I'd like to say that I did that in his honor, and not I wasn't trying to purposely kick him off. Sure. So it was really special to get that award. You know, from what Fresh told me, he was a great guy, and uh, it was definitely a big loss uh, losing him in 9/11. So yeah, it was it was a huge honor.
0: Certainly, and then well, any other thoughts you wanted to share about the meet that we haven't
3: discussed
2: yet, Ryan? <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, just huge shout out to our whole team and our coaches. Um, You know, everyone really came out to play and, you know, the support that our coach has given us um, and believe in us, you know, we couldn't, you know, Johnny and I, and I think everyone else on the team, like, you know, we have, a lot of people stepped up, Bofies, Brendan, you know, doing crazy events, uh, crazy doubles, Bart in the five and the mile. You know, none of that would have been possible without the belief that we have in each other um, and the, the support that we get from our coaches. How about you, John?
3: Yeah, I totally agree with And uh, just going forward, it would be great to just continue this, this great team energy that we have going. And I see a lot of really good things for our team in the future, so in the near future. So, yeah, overall great meet, great weekend, looking forward to many more.
0: Sounds good. John Rex, Ryan Nealis, thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.
3: While the men's basketball team
0: split a pair of games on the road with Connecticut College and Trinity, the women's basketball team went 3-0 last week, including NESCAC wins over both the Camels and Bantams in Alumni Gym. Sophomore Megan Graff averaged 20.7 points, 4.3 assists, and four rebounds per game. Her clutch baskets and Bates victories helped the Bobcats climb into seventh place in the league standings. Graf scored seven points in the fourth quarter as Bates outscored Khan College 18-9 to take the victory She then netted six points in the fourth quarter of the Trinity win. And Megan Graff is the NASCAC and the main women's basketball player of the week.
4: I think it's really cool, especially coming off such a great weekend that the team had. Getting recognized for something like this is cool, but I'm just happy we went 2-0 this weekend. And I'm excited to see where this upcoming weekend takes us.
0: Yeah, so looking back on this past weekend, uh, were they similar games or or you find them very different, those two?
4: Um, well, I think the importance of both games were the same, sure. but, um, I think each, each team was different in their own way. I know that when we played against Khan, we knew we had to play really, really good defense. And then when we played against Trinity, we knew we were going to be playing against some really tough defense. So, um, we kind of prepare differently for each game, but at this point, like, the stakes are the same. They're still pretty high. Like, we, we got to string together some wins this week, so...
0: Well, it's interesting, yeah, you mentioned that. The Connecticut College game, Bates was the one doing the rallying down the stretch, mm-hmm. ending that game on a 13-0 run. And then the Trinity game, though, Bates was the one holding off mm-hmm. the Bantams. Mm-hmm. Uh, for you, I mean, do you have a, a preference there? <laughs> do you like to rally, or do you like to try to hold them off? Hmm,
4: that's a good question. I think... Rallying is always fun because um, you just have so much momentum and it makes the game really fun. And I think coming back is always um, just like really intense and whatnot. But also um, holding off, like holding, um, yeah, just like holding keeping it together for the last like five minutes of a game is... I think that's where you're most vulnerable to like making mistakes or turning the ball over because at that point you're kind of like playing not to lose instead of playing to win because you're like, you know, you have the lead, but you just have to like sustain it. But um, a win's a win. So. We were happy about that.
0: Yeah, and there against uh, Trinity at the end, I thought Taylor McVeigh did a great job on on defense. And then yeah. Ari surging in for that rebound. Yeah. What was that like from your perspective on defense there?
4: Um, it was really really cool, and I think Tay and Ari are just so like such reliable defenders. They do a lot for us on both ends of the court, but. I mean, it was like really, it was like awesome, but it's not a surprise to me. Um, they always like are rebounding the ball. They're always playing great defense. They're always in the r- right spot. So, um, yeah.
0: And then this season for the women, um, it ends with so many home games in a mm-hmm. row. So far, so good with three straight mm-hmm. victories. Williams and Middlebury coming in. What are your thoughts on this upcoming weekend?
4: It's a really, it's gonna be a really fun weekend. I mean, it's Mel's senior night mm-hmm. on Saturday, and it's also our last like regular season game. So I think we're just gonna be playing, making the most of it, um, just enjoying playing together as a team and playing hard. Um, we're all competitors. We love to compete. So I think just making the most out of this last weekend.
0: Yeah, Mel, the lone senior on mm-hmm. this team. It's a big sophomore class. I think mm-hmm. we've talked about this before, but what does this sophomore class, you being part of it, you know, mean to you? Because I think Mia Roy mentioned that when she was being recruited, Allison said, this is a chance to really build up the program. Do yeah. you similar, have similar message?
4: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, this I think this sophomore class has a lot of talent, and there's a lot of us. And I think um, our, the, our coach had a plan to really, like, hit a turning point with... Um, the basketball program and I think we're a lar- large part of it as well as everyone else on the team um, but it's an—it's definitely been an interesting dynamic just figuring out everyone's roles having like one lone senior and then having seven underclass seven sophomores along with um, the first years but it's been like a really fun learning process figuring it out and it's definitely made us all more like mature and um, in the sense of being leaders and as teammates.
0: And one thing that happened last week was against uh, New England College, Mm -hmm. Amari Williams, her first game back. How cool was that to see?
4: Oh, it was just – it was awesome, and I was – we were all so happy for her. I think coming back from an injury is such a long process, and it can be frustrating sometimes, and you, like, can lose motivation sometimes. And I think, especially, like, the journey she was on, that she just, like – she deserved she she deserved that and I'm excited to see where like next season takes her cuz she's a really talented player.
0: Great. Well, any your thoughts on the season so far? Obviously, we've had this home dynamic once again. The team mm-hmm. is 9 and 2 at home. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> we we love playing yeah. in alumni. We um we're always talking about alumni magic. Um, it's just a really cool atmosphere to play in. I mean, it's a small, intimate gym, so things can get noisy in there pretty quickly, and we always love that. And I think, especially after last year, having an away schedule, and I think we only had like two conference games at um, home, maybe. Mm, I could be wrong. Like but yeah. um, And then like this year, getting so many conference games at home, we really wanted to make the most of it, so it's It's a lot of fun playing in the gym.
0: And I just actually did want to touch on the National yeah. Girls and Women's Sports Day. Uh-huh. Uh, how, what was it like to have that support also behind you?
4: I, it was surprising because when we were running out, they made this huge tunnel for us yeah. and we just thought it was going to be this small tunnel and um it was this big it was this huge tunnel they made for us and it was just really nice to see everyone coming out to support us, but just supporting such a great thing. We're so lucky to get the opportunity we do to play sports um especially like just to see how much times have changed and whatnot so it was really cool and it made it gave us even more of an incentive to want to win so
0: all right Megan uh, Graff and that's CAC Women's Basketball Player of the Week thanks so much thank you the skiing teams hosted the Bates Carnival over the weekend combined to finish seventh out of 14 schools in alpine skiing, sophomore Ari Van Vuren led the way with his first career top 10 finish, finishing ninth out of 70 men in the giant slalom.
5: Yeah, in the GS, the, the first run I skied really well, and then second run I had a couple mistakes, but was able to hold on, and did. I only moved back one place, so yeah, it was it was very solid.
0: So a couple mistakes in the middle of the run, how do you adjust when that happens?
5: Well, second run when that happened, it was close to the bottom of the course, so mm-hmm. uh, just try and stay on line, but... Uh, I managed it somewhat all right, so it, it worked out.
0: And I know um, I talked to Michael Cooper, I think it was last week, talking about how they were a little concerned about the weather that was coming into Sunday River. How did it end up holding up over the weekend?
5: Uh, yeah, the slalom, it wasn't particularly nice out. It was snowing or half raining or doing whatever it was doing. But the the snow was actually really good for the slalom, surprisingly. And then uh, the GS, the snow was... M- more or less all right it got a little bit uh chattery towards the second run at the end but uh it was a lot better than we had ex- uh expected
0: so it was good and the team i mean it seems like any any given week uh, four or five athletes can get top 30 it seems like what's happened like to see this depth this team has this year
5: yeah it's been really exciting uh especially compared to last year we're uh, as a whole we're a lot stronger so uh i mean when uh when the guys team especially when we ski well as a group were either i mean we were fourth right last weekend in the gs at bates but we're either four or five or six so we're we're competing this year which is really exciting
0: and then what was it like to have to be on your home mountain i mean just in general just to have you know um the place you're so familiar with i guess right
5: uh it's definitely an advantage for sure because we've skied that hill a million times uh and yeah i mean it's 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 definitely uh it's definitely helpful so it's nice to ski on our own hill
0: is the process of hosting any different for the student athletes or do you just focus it's just like any other carnival
5: uh i mean no we there's nothing really that's any different Mm -hmm. uh i mean maybe the one thing that's different is that a lot of the families come out to watch Mm. so a lot of people had their parents there i had my parents there and that was their one race that they came to uh so it's a little bit more homey feeling which is nice but otherwise it's the same there's no difference
0: Yeah, what do you have upcoming uh, next, uh, your next carnival coming up here?
5: Uh, Yeah, it's over at Williams, Mm -hmm. uh, Jiminy Peak, and that's Friday, Saturday.
0: And what do you know about that course, anything?
5: I've never skied there before, so I don't know.
0: So, in this situation, when you've never skied a course before, how do you approach things compared to when you are so familiar with a course like this past week?
5: Uh, I mean, maybe you spend a a little bit more time in inspection, trying to figure out the course, but... It's more or less exactly the same. There's mm.
0: not much of a difference. You know, for you, uh, last year you had, you know, your, was your was your rookie season at Bates, right? You took a couple gap years, right? Yeah, I took two. And yeah. how did you feel those maybe prepared you for last season, or, or did they perhaps?
5: I mean, they helped in terms of my skiing, obviously, because I spent two years doing nothing but yeah. ski racing. Uh, and I think they helped as well in terms of academics, because I wasn't, I wasn't burnt out when I came into school. Uh, so I think that was helpful also,
0: but. What are you studying here at Bates?
5: Uh economics uh and german double major.
0: Nice. Is that something you were thinking about right from, right from the get go or
5: Uh I don't know, not really. I was kind of interested in economics, but I wasn't fully set on it and uh the german I kind of just added that second to cuz why not, I guess.
0: So, what do you learned so far from, you know, like Michaela Holland from a skiing perspective that has helped you, you know, improve, uh, you know, uh from year to year perhaps?
5: I mean, in terms of like my own skiing, there's been a couple of things that we've been working on this year. I think in general, the, the role of a coach in college is quite a bit different from what you have, uh, at least what I had during my gap years when I had a a coach and there was seven of us or whatnot. And instead now there's, we have 20 whatever athletes and mm-hmm. we have two coaches. So she's doing a little bit more of just a managing in general. But uh, I mean, there's definitely been a couple of things that she's been working on with me this year that have really helped my skiing.
0: What what are those perhaps?
5: Uh, specifically, I mean, this might sound like some technical jargon, but, uh, uh, I've been, in slalom especially, I've been working on trying to get my hips coming in at the top of the turn, Hmm. uh, and not pushing my feet out, and then in GS, just in general, not coming up in my transition, uh, I mean, that that may not make
0: sense to a lot of people, but. (laughs) Well, for those who don't understand, coming up in a transition, what is, what is that?
5: Uh, it basically... For me, at least, it it detaches me from the snow. It kind of ruins the top of the next turn so that you're not grounded. And then, I mean, it basically just makes you slower (laughs) is what it does.
0: So do you all, uh, I mean, obviously I've seen the great videos that Josh Turner has been doing. But do you take, like, (laughs) video from, like, an actual technical perspective to, like, see what you're doing out there? Or how does that kind of work?
5: Yeah, Michaela does video every day. We have training or races uh, and then uploads it and then we can watch it. But that's kind of on your own. You watch it by yourself and you can see what you're doing.
0: What are some goals you have in mind, kind of going forward this year? A few more carnivals remaining, and then obviously, I guess NCAA is a possibility if you record a few more top tens, right?
5: Yeah, I mean, in terms of goals, I don't know. I'm just gonna go out there and keep my same process that I've been doing on race day, and just see what happens. So I don't. There's nothing any specific that I want to do. I mean, obviously, another top ten would be nice, but I'm just gonna go out there and ski, and
0: then see what happens. Sounds good. Ari Van Vuren, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Senior Captain Kalen Woods and Junior Tucker Barber led the Nordic teams both days at Black Mountain, with Woods placing 10th in the Classical Technique race. But depth matters, and Junior Maya Seckinger provided exactly that for Bates, Taking 18th in the classic race and 36th in the freestyle. Well, Maya Bates Carnival over the weekend. Um, what was it like, you know, hosting, you know, all the EISA, uh Nordic skiers coming into town and whatnot to Rumford?
6: Oh, it was so fun. Um, it's always just like the best time racing at Rumford and having the home course advantage. And I think, unbiasedly or maybe biasedly it's the best course on the whole circuit. So it was a great weekend. What
0: makes the Rumford course so great, in your opinion?
6: Um, really good climbs. The downhills are fun and manageable. Uh, good spectating. It's, it's just a fun course.
0: And the mass start, the first race of the weekend, um, how does that work typically for you? I've talked with Kaylin and some others about, you know, you know at the very beginning, it's very crucial, right, to get yeah. off to a clean start?
6: Yeah, so the beginning is super important. I was seated really far back in 63rd, mm. so that uh, had... Led to some difficulties, I would say. I had to get through a lot of people, um, and it was just a mess. There were people breaking poles and falling, so it's just a scramble the first little bit to get out and try to move up as fast as ca- you can.
0: Were you pretty happy with the results considering your, the seed you had coming in?
6: Super happy. Mm-hmm. I also crashed. I broke oh. a boot. <laughs> um, it was kind of a hard day, but finishing 18th was like pretty surprising and really I worked hard, and I was really happy with it. Well,
0: so you got to tell me about this crash. You, you were able to recover from that and get a top-20 finish?
6: Yeah, in the first 5K, I was just coming down the hill, and um, I don't really know what happened, but I crashed, and six girls passed me, and I thought about giving up, and I was like, no, it's going to be a good day, and passed them back at some point and kept climbing up every lap.
0: What's the approach there, I mean, to get started again, kind of?
6: Um, I don't know, just mental <laughs> toughness. You yeah. just have to keep going, <laughs> Yeah.
0: Certainly, and I think you were you were skiing with Kalen for a little bit there, right? Was that was that pretty exciting?
6: Yeah, I just could see her. Um, I was a little bit behind okay. for sure, but yeah. it was good. It's always fun to s- ski with your teammates, and I skied with a lot of them. Starting so far back, I like would ski with them and keep going. So it was fun. For sure. Tell us
0: about Saturday's race.
6: Saturday was a five-kilometer skate. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really tired. I think all of Bates felt a little tired. We had a really kick-ass day on Friday. Right. Um, it was just fast, super fast. Went hard. My legs were exhausted, but it was still a good day, good effort for sure. Well,
0: that's tough because, like, you know, if you have a really great first day, as you mentioned, like, you got to go again the next day. I mean, that's that's something you're used to. It's every week.
6: Yeah, it's every week. Yeah, Yeah, you got to race two days.
0: (laughs) Uh, So last time we were on, we I think we talked about how you know your first year. I think you missed basically because of injury, right? Yeah. And you were able to get kind of get your feet wet collegiate-wise last year. What have you kind of seen yourself develop, you know, from last year now to this year, perhaps?
6: Um, yeah, just my results have gotten a lot better and more confident, I think, on the race circuit. Um, having some top 20 finishes is, like, really exciting always, um, and I didn't do that last year. So I think just getting faster and getting more familiar with the whole circuit, for sure.
0: Great, and yeah. academically, what are you studying here? at
6: um, Environmental, economics, and earth systems.
0: Is that what you came in wanting to do?
6: Uh, no, not at uh-huh. all. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was uh-huh. undecided for a long time.
0: <laughs> what made that feel for you, you thought?
6: Um, I liked the mix of different, like, interdisciplinary courses, and you were able to, I liked econ a lot, and I liked learning about environmental stuff, and I liked doing science, so it was a good mix for me.
0: And uh, how do you, how have you learned to kind of balance that with the skiing, because it's it's a lot of hours, I know that.
6: It's a lot of hours, yeah, I think it just is practice, I mean, it was similar in high school, you just get good at missing classes and staying on top of your work and trying to do it all, (laughs) yeah. Great,
0: what are your thoughts on the Bates Carnival and what you're looking forward to for the upcoming weekends here?
6: Um, Yeah, so Bates was just great. We had some of our best results for both men and women, Mm -hmm. which was so exciting. So coming into the last two carnivals, it's like we have good momentum. I'm hoping we improve on that or... Yeah, do something exciting, and then we have Chummy Cup as well, which is just like our main race, which right. is a big deal. So we're all really jazzed for that, and hopefully we bring home the cup again.
0: Sounds good, Maya Seconder. Thanks so much. Thank you. The baseball team heads to Florida soon, with the Bobcats getting their season underway Monday at 4:30 p.m. against Elmira at the Russ Matt Invitational. Head Coach John Martin previews the season. Well, baseball season is here on the Bobcast. Head Coach John Martin with us, coming off a 9-3 and three record in NESCAC play last season. Coach Martin, it's got to be a good feeling to have three first-team All-NESCAC returnees, and it's right up the middle. Catcher, pitcher, center field.
7: It is, and, and uh, thanks for having me, Aaron. But I, I think that, um, you know, that kind of plays along with our defensive philosophy um, is to be strong up the middle, um, and that would be catcher-pitcher, middle infield, and center field. And, and I think we are. Um, having these three guys back with Collins, Aaron, uh, and Beal, I mean, it means a lot. They're, they're leaders on and off the field. They're true ball players. Um, they love to compete. And I know that uh, they're, they're going to come out this year and, and, and get it going early.
0: And all three of those guys competed in the Futures League this past summer. What kind of experience does that give them?
7: Uh, it's great. Uh, we, we try to push our players to play in the summer. If at all possible, whatever their situation is, we try to accommodate that with a summer league team. The Futures League is is very good baseball. Um, it's a very um, competitive, recognized league uh, for summer college players. Uh, I think a lot of them, you know, that play in that league get better when they come back, and that's what the the end goal is. So I think that the experience there, I think it'll help them in the long run this year.
0: Trip to Florida coming up. Obviously, the big question mark, um, you know, with Nolan Collins being the clear number one starter. Justin Foley having graduated, um, how are you going to use this Florida trip to to kind of like weed out who or weed in, I guess, who you want in that rotation going forward?
7: Well, we we expect Nolan to anchor down the staff. I mean, he's a captain. He's a senior captain. Um, And a lot of that, you know, having that title wasn't necessarily that he had such a good, or has had a good career or such a good year last year. It was that, you know, I expect him to um, help, Anchor down the the staff and 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 help me manage it a little bit as far as uh you know the focus and the intensity and the leadership goes and um who's coming up after him i mean we we have some options, I think we've definitely got talent on this staff and we've got depth but um yeah there's there's some question marks there, but I think that's what the Florida trip is about is kind of experimenting a little bit and and seeing who's best in what role as we move into the the heart of the season. Don't be surprised if you see a young guy or two, maybe a first year or two, or sophomore get in there um, and we give them an early crack at it just to see kind of what they're made of. But um, we've got depth, we've got talent, we've got experience, um, and I think as long as we throw strikes and we stay in the strikes and with a high strike percentage, um, I expect us to be in in every game we play.
0: Who are maybe a few guys who have been a little bit under the radar the past few years who might emerge this season, you think, whether it be offensively or on the mound?
7: Yeah, I think we've got um, some other guys that, that I'm expecting to step up a little bit. I mean, looking at our infield, I love our, our infield options. Mm-hmm. Um, Giovanni Torres, obviously a very solid defensive player. Um, looking for him to kind of kind of spark it a little bit this year defensively and, and hold his own offensively at the plate also. Um, Kyle Carter, another senior. I mean, we have 12 seniors, so there's yeah. a lot of seniors that – that could be in the mix this year, um, has been a left-side infielder for the most part. Kyle has, and, and um, we look for him to, to continue to develop and, and lead the team as, as a, a senior infielder. Um, we have Zach Avila back, who mm-hmm. took a year off. Um, it's good to have Zach back. He looks very good in the infield. He can play a, a variety of positions. Um, Will Sylvia, another captain, um, that outfielder. Um, looking for him to to, to earn a spot and, and, and lead this team as a senior captain this year. He's paid his dues. He's done a good job. Um, and obviously Jack, I mean Jack having a catcher of Jack's caliber behind the plate um, is always nice to have and it, it, it it's kind of having a general on the field that kind of runs the show when I'm not out there. But um, those are just a few guys, but I think we've got a lot of depth. Um, I think that we've got a lot of options on who could play where. Um, you know, other pitchers that I think you should look for. Uh, Miles Mashad is another one, a senior that's had a lot of appearances, but I expect him to take on a big role this year. Um, we've got a, a couple first years. Uh, Matt Spind is a left hander from Maryland that um, has done a good job, um, you know, preparing himself in the weight room and getting ready for the spring season. I expect him to have a, an impactful year also. Um, we've got you know a, a few more seniors and and some other younger guys on the mound too that I think uh, you know we'll look forward to contribute this year.
0: It is such a big roster um, as a lot of college baseball teams are. What do you say to some of the guys who you know aren't going to be playing in terms of how they can still you know help the team?
7: Yeah, every player is important, and it doesn't matter to me as much you know who's starting, who's not starting, who's playing more, who's not playing more. It's that um, you show me and you show the rest of the team that you're a team player and it's about winning games and it's about doing your job and, and accepting your role the best you can. Um, if you have everybody pulling in the same direction in baseball, a lot of good things can happen. If there's a lot of loose ends and everybody's going in different directions, um, you'll lose games that you should probably win and that, that can be a problem. A lot of that is more psychological than anything else. So. One thing that I try to do is is get the players to understand that we need you in this role, whatever that role may be. You need to do it 100%. If we decide moving forward that we need you to take on a bigger role, then then we'll figure that out as we move on. But for the guys that aren't playing every day, and there will be some, it's okay. You know, it's okay. Just show up every day and work hard and, and keep a positive attitude, and I'll take notice of that.
0: How about um, – I'm curious about Brian Gotti because he's a guy who – you know, flashed some significant power last season. He looks the part of a slugger. What's his next step as a as a player entering his sophomore year?
7: Yeah, uh, he's definitely got some power in his bat. I mean, he's a big kid. He's he's uh, very physical on the field. Um, I expect him to step it up this year, another level um, from last year, and it's and each year continuing after that. Um, you know, he's going to have a good opportunity. We we have. A couple other options there. Um, Noah Laughlin is a returner who's who's had some playing time and some big at-bats for us. Um, who's done a, He's ready to go. I know that he's prepared himself the best he can. Um, Alex Ross is another one, a, a first year that's over there. And then Matt Connolly is another one that can play first base also. So there is options. There's competition. Um, there's competition in every position, really. Um, so, yeah, Gotti, I mean, big expectations for him. But... You know he's going to be pushed just like everybody else, so that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, Noel Laughlin, I feel like got a lot of it batched last year. It seems like he is another guy who is on the verge of maybe having a breakthrough.
7: Yeah, um, I hope so. I think he can. He's definitely got the ability, um, swings the bat well. He's gotten a lot faster with his foot speed. He's really been working on that, um, and he looks—he's just a lot more athletic around the bag. So I, I think, um, I think just physically seeing him. Um, you know, Maybe maybe lose a little weight, get, get, get a little stronger, um, increase his foot speed a little bit. I think that's just going to help him in the long run.
0: So Your schedule in Florida, a little bit different from last season's uh, slate, right?
7: It is. Um, so last year we only had Augustana, and then we had Capital at the end. Um, this year we're going to play Elmira twice, Brandeis twice, and uh, we'll play Capital at the end also.
0: And Brandeis is a you know pretty solid team in the New England area, right?
7: Yeah, they're good. Yeah. they're good. All these teams are good. Um, they're all competitive. It's early in the season for all of us. So, um, and also you know as the week goes on, the pitching gets shaken up, and uh, maybe you're you're starting a reliever, or vice you know whatever the guys are in different roles. So, um, it's always interesting early in the season to see how teams how teams produce. But um is a good club. They can definitely beat us. You know if we don't show up and get it done. Brandeis is the same thing. Um, Capital last year, scrappy team. um, Definitely have some talent and some speed on the bases. But, um, you know, it's just like every other game. I mean, it, it doesn't really matter so much who we're playing. It's that we take care of our side of things and we control what we can control. One thing
0: about the NESCAC this year is I believe the tournament is going to be different, right? They've changed it. Can you break that down for us?
7: Yeah, it's going to be two weeks, so we'll have eight teams in it. Um, first time we've done it with eight teams. It's been four teams since I've been here and since I can remember. So it'll be eight teams. Um, first round um, will be best two of three um, crossovers, and then the the winners of each uh, pool will go into the the final double elimination tournament the next week.
0: How does that change things, if at all, in terms of the regular season? I mean, it's going to be I hate to
7: say easier, but it's going to be it's going to be easier to make the tournament. Um. Well, yeah, I mean, if you look at it that way, but I, I don't really see it that way. Yeah. I see it as I want to host, and okay, right. um, and I wanna, I want to get to that final, that final championship yeah. round. So, um, it does change things, and and it it, it's going to be an interesting format. I'm interested to see how it shakes out. Um, but I, I you know, right now I'm not worried about yeah. you know making the postseason as much as I am. Like, let's prepare. Um, to go down to Florida, and then we'll reevaluate things after this trip.
0: Yeah, because after this trip, you do get what basically a month of reevaluation time before your next game.
7: uh No, we'll play in a couple weeks, a couple but weeks, we okay. But, okay. but it's all weekend stuff, doubleheaders, weekend. Okay. Um, on some turf fields in, in New England. But um yeah, there's a little bit of a break, so it's we're gonna go down and push it in the sun and. and and see how we come out, and then just revamp if we need to, or, or reevaluate, um, and prepare for for the next series, which would be Nichols and Endicott, which would be in March.
0: Gotcha. Okay. And then any other thoughts on the upcoming season you wanted to share that we haven't discussed yet?
7: No, I'm excited. I think we've we've got a fun group. We've got some energy. Um, we've got we've got a lot of talent. Um, I know that we're going to be loose when we take the field. Um, we'll play the game hard. We'll play the game with respect and play it the right way. And, um, you know, I'm excited for a good season ahead in 2020.
0: All right, John Martin, thanks so much. Thanks a lot. The women's squash team took fifth at the NESCAC Championships over the weekend. Team Nationals are up next for the women. And senior captain Lutzapolgar Polgar hopes to become an All-American later in the year at individual Nationals. Meanwhile, we're taking the February break off. But in two weeks, the Bobcast returns with a full recap of the opening week of baseball season. A look at how the basketball teams did in their upcoming NSCAC tournaments, and a full lacrosse preview. That's in two weeks on the Bates Bobcast. Bates!